Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Circuit 42. I am here with co-director and co-writer of The Exorcism of God, Alejandro Hidalgo, special guest for the newest episode. How are you? Doing well. So for those outside of the outside of the, um, the mass media, those five people who don't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself to start us off. Well, um, I am Alejandro Hidalgo. I am a filmmaker from Venezuela. Now I'm very excited with my new feature film, The Exorcism of God. This is my second horror film and my first feature in, in English language. I am very excited because this is, I feel this is a movie with great emotional impacts, full of horror entertainment, but also it has like a very powerful content. It, 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 the story is about uh, Father Peter Williams, uh, an American priest uh, working in Mexico who had to be forced to fight against the demon to, to make an exorcism, but he, he couldn't defeat it. So he fall in temptation, commit a great sin, and has been suffering this guilt under secret for so many years. And yeah, I cannot wait you to, for, for all the American audience to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, one of the things that struck me looking at the movie is that um, while you do refer to, um, to Father Peter Williams, uh, Will Ben Brink's character, as the uh, lead actor, is that you really do a good job kind of giving us a little bit of character for everybody in the, for the, like, the four mains of the movie, for Marjosa Marcel as Father Michael Lewis, uh, Maria Gabriela de Feria as Esperanza, and Raquel Rojas as the uh, inmate Sylvia. And it's interesting how everybody in the movie very much has this strong presence. And that was yeah. one of the first things that stood out to me watching it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we had a, an amazing cast. They did a great job connecting with their, with their roles, with their characters. I, I was working hand with hand with, hand with, with them in order to develop the, the characters and and one of the things that I love is like we have like a multicultural cast in this movie. We have an American actor, Joseph Marcel from UK, and also uh, a few actresses from Mexico and Venezuela. Something I wanted to ask you about, because in America, uh, when it comes to exorcism, movies that deal with exorcism, that deal with possession, um, the demonic, they're kind of few and far between. You know, you have like The Exorcist, of course, The Exorcist franchise, which is one of the most famous. Yeah. And then you have movies like The Last Exorcism and other movies, but they don't, there's not as many featured. And one of the things looking at a lot of um, Spanish and Spanish and Hispanic cinema is uh, the kind of focus on that, with a lot of that coming from, now I may be wrong, a lot of that coming with the um, heavily steep Catholicism in um, Central South America and Spain. I want to ask you about that, your take on that. Yeah, well, basically in Latin America, people <clears throat> is very connected with Catholicism. That's, that's the main re reason I think this subject and this genre is so quite interesting and exciting for, for our own audiences. <clears throat> and in addition to that, I, I wanted to connect with that, but also with American audiences, I wanted to to mix a, a very powerful horror movie. Yeah, the, the story is built on, on the Catholicism conventions or principles. And I find it quite interesting because uh, I, I used to be Catholic when I was uh, younger, when I was a kid. 
and see it from a religion perspective or as a mythology, I feel is quite frightening and terrifying. Uh, just talk about these creatures, these demons, and and about the rules of of this uh, religion that that can be used to to talk about very deep matters like 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 internal conflicts and dilemmas, you know, like I, like I feel one of the most po powerful elements that I feel the story has is the dilemma of Father Peter Williams. On one hand, uh, the, the, the demon has come back to his life because it has possessed a, a young woman. And, and the only way Peter has to exercise her is by confessing his sin. But if he confesses his sin, he will, he, will, he will lose his home. He will be excommunicated. And also he will lose the chance to, to give a human, humanitarian aid to his town and to help the people he loves the most. So I really feel the, it, this is a very powerful story because of that. And, and Catholicism is always going to give you this kind of stories built under, under the faith. You know, like everything is about faith. So I, I feel this is very powerful to create horror and to talk about human conflicts and, and dilemmas. See, I appreciate that because one of the things that I found most interesting and most frustrating about the movie, as someone who's very much secular, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, you need to tell someone. Because the more you're not telling people, the more this is falling on you. And I didn't know that. I did not. Re I didn't realize just to the extreme how that could be just completely stripped away from him. And that just comes from that personal ignorance in regards to um, in regards to, the Catholic to Catholicism versus secularism. Yeah. And I did, I really appreciated that theme. Um, now with that, I want to ask about something without spoiling anything in the movie, there's a particular element of it right there at the beginning that could have easily fallen into exploitation. And at first I thought it was going to go that way. So as a writer, and as a director, what is it in particular that you feel that you did to try to move it away from that where it could have easily been more of an exploitation movie? Ex exploitation i didn't understand that well basically like the exploiting of a subject like the idea of showing something crass or crude not necessarily to you know enlighten or pass a message but to just for the point of shock and yeah. the thing that i thought was interesting was with the subject matter especially at the beginning i thought it was going to lean into that and i thought it would have been was going to fall into shock for the sake of shock and it didn't and I wanted to ask you, as a writer and director, you know, how do you balance that? Well, I, I mean, like, I, I wanted to, 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 to have a journey through the, the, the very, I mean, all the conventions and principles we already know from, from the genre. I, I wanted to, to use jump scares, and I wanted to involve and, and invite the audience to, to come into a, a universe full of horror, and, and basically on the first sequence, I, I wanted to break the rules, you know, like people is expecting just to, to experience a, a, an exorcism, a fighting between good and evil, about a, a fighting between a priest and a demon he's trying to expel. But then I, I brought like something different. I, I, brought, uh, um, I brought some like sexual and, and erotism to, to the scene that I feel... Uh, uh, you don't expect that? No, not at all. Yeah, it's really erotic, and and that makes 
even more like disturbing and, and scarier the scene, you know, like I, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to bring like some different elements to, to the horror and to the rules we already know by, by also creating twists, you know, and, and I don't want to spoil uh, the, 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 the biggest twist we, we have in the movie that is basically the, the perspective or, or point of view we have uh, regarding exorcism. But I, I feel it's, it's quite interesting, and it is the is the element that gives originality to the story, you know. Because I feel the exorcism of God talks about how can we expel God from our own body by committing sins or falling into into temptation, and and that is a very exciting uh, matter that I wanted to explore. Yeah. The um, one of the things I thought was interesting, especially when we come back into that scene, and when the audience sees the movie, they'll know why we're not saying anything because <laughs> you don't expect this to happen at all. Yeah. There's when we come back into that scene during one of the flashbacks, the way that you use sound, because yeah. I was talking to my girlfriend, she and I were watching the movie together, and we're watching it, and I actually told her if we showed this, it wouldn't become effective. It would just be gross. Yeah, but. By using sound and playing with that, yeah, it actually became more frightening because we didn't see it, which is oddly enough not something that a lot of directors do today. A lot of directors lean into the gratuitous, and I thought that was kind of cool that we didn't do that here. It felt very yeah. much old school Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the 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 principal event that takes place in the story and that unleash unleash all the conflict. It's very gross. It's, it's very dark. It's, it's really painful. So I, I thought it was not interesting to show that. And, and yeah, sound is, is everything in horror movies. And, we, and you can basically create all the universe just by, by creating sounds. In that way, I, I work with an amazing team of a sound designer from Argentina and, and an Oscar winner um, um, a sound mixing person. Uh, from Mexico that basically helped me to to build everything and 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 for me it's also very important to use all the sounds from elements that you don't see on the screen uh, with, with this element you can complete and you can finish to create the universe and, and for this type of scenes with very tough and, and, and hard moments I just prefer just using the sound and, and the way we use it we use it in that particular in that part particular scene you mentioned, I feel like it shows how perverse and how dark the demon was. So when people watch it, people will, people will understand. Exactly. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention uh, as we come to the interview, looking at the, uh, the horror film industry, especially the Hispanic and the Latin and uh, Hispanic and Latinx horror industry with a uh, movie, recent movies like Bezelbeth, and uh, tigers are not afraid, oh. and of course, um, the and of course, the exorcism of God is kind of that building horror industry that we're starting to see in Latin American countries. Why do you think that is? Because all of a sudden, the last couple of years, we've really seen a much larger amount of these horror films. Well, I feel I feel in Latin America, uh, Latin America is a different universe from from the U.S. You know, like I I, I am from Venezuela. And I moved yeah. to, to the U.S. and I lived in, in Los Angeles for, for five years. And, and I, I, I fell in love of all different universes, you know, and, 
And in, in Latin America, people is really warm, people is really lovely, but also people is struggling with very, with, um, with very intense difficulties, you know, like crisis in my own country, we have dictatorship. That's why, that's why I wanted to, to set this story in Latin America. I, I was planning to shoot the film in, in Venezuela, but even the crisis we have in, in Venezuela is so, is so hard that it was not possible to shoot there. So I, I wanted to make an American film because I, I, I of course, want to, to get into the Hollywood industry. This way, I feel my, my movies, my stories will get uh, a, a bigger audience. And, but I wanted also to set it in, in Latin America for American audiences to explore and experience a, a story in a different universe, in a, diff, in a different setting. And that's why I, I invite the people to get immersed in, in the darkness of a very creepy, uh, dilapidated prison where basically all the horror take, takes place in a, in a prison of Latin America. So, so yeah, I, I feel like Latin America helped us to, to make a film with a huge production value because we, we made the movie just with $1 million, $1.3 million. With this, with this budget, we shot seven weeks in Latin America in, in the U.S., the, the production value will have been lower because the prices are more uh, higher. At the same time, we, we were able to bring a, an amazing universe, universe of horror with an elevated uh, production value. And, yeah. and, also, and also I wanted a, an American character, an American protagonist falling in love of Latin America, you know, especially when I shot the movie uh, three years, almost three years ago, uh, in America, we had a president that wanted to divide Mexico from, from, from the U.S. I, I don't agree with that. I, I feel like it's something really personal. But I, I, I love the moment in, in which we, we were talking about uh, an American character falling in love of the warming and, 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 and the, the very beautiful elements that we can find in, in a very different universe as Latin America. Exactly. Because it's really... One of the great, one of the really strong themes, of course, is um, like you said, it's cultural appreciation, embracing that. Yeah. And unfortunately, these last couple of years, there's a particular person whose name was Trump, um, yeah. who was rejecting that. And yeah. thankfully, it looks to be that. Now, I I really can't speak much on that, um, but at least from what we're seeing, we're hopefully getting away from that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Now. Always the best way to, 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 to move that forward is through art. Art is, is yeah, is, is the best. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, so you brought up a really cool point. You brought up the, you know, that, well, not a cool point, but a really good point. You brought up things that have gone on, unfortunately, in the government of, of Venezuela and the difficulties filming there because of that, even trying to use it, even trying to get everything done on location there. Now, one of the things that's interesting about horror movies as genres, people, there was a really good comparison that was made where they compared a horror film to a roller coaster because yeah. you can take all these fears yeah. that you have and you can put them in a place where it's psychologically safe, where you can yeah. take all these fears and deal with them in a particular way where you know that it cannot harm you, it cannot directly affect you, it can emotionally affect you, but not something damaging or potentially mortally have or mortally affecting you. But with what you've said, I found this very interesting. And once again, coming back to uh, Tiger's Not Afraid is another example that with the exorcism of God, with Tiger's Not Afraid and with horror movies as a whole, especially like you said, in the Latin culture, it's taking a lot of those things 
that are being dealt with and putting them oddly enough in that similar vein where it's like, here's something that we've gone through and we're putting it into a way where we can deal with it yeah. in this form of entertainment. I yeah. just think that's really interesting how there's almost that parallel between that and the idea of horror as a psychological tool to deal with yeah. the terrors that we see in real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, horror is, is an amazing tool to evoke the most intense emotions like fear, uh, uh, huge amounts uh, of uh, adrenaline, you know, and, and that is an amazing tool to also tell the stories full of meaning and value, you know, so that, that's the reason we wanted to explore also a human dilemma, you know, and, and it's a story that also talks about how spirituality sometimes gets divorced from religion, you know, because religion is, is, is controlled by humans and humans, they can get corrupt, you know, so, so yeah, the, the exorcism of God it, in, in so many ways, maybe it's not a, it's not a, like a political a, a correct movie, but I feel uh, also it, it sells itself like, it shows itself like a, just it's, it's pure entertainment and it's just horror, but no. Um, so many people can leave the movie theater or finish to watch the movie at their home and they will reflect or they will have debates, you know, because, yeah, it, it talks about very sensitive matters, but above all things, I think the exorcism of God talks about the forgiveness as the most uh, powerful manifestation of love or, or God. See, that's something that I noticed between this and between watching uh, The House at the End of Time oh. is that your movie, your movies, they tend to take, the, with the two movies you've made, they take those genres and they, like, like the best horror films, they take, they are able to take out and put in, put in something that you don't traditionally see. Because really the best horror films are the ones that have that little bit of something more because you can do just a genre film or you can do a genre film where you actually deal with something directly through it. If not... I either subtly or more so. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, 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 I want to talk about human stories and, and house at the end of time and exorcism of God are very, are totally different movies, but both of them talks about parents love for their children. You know, I think it's a very beautiful and moving theme uh, to explore universes and to tell the stories that can and change something inside of you. Now, with that, uh, what do you have? Like, what do you have coming up next? What do you? What's what's either the next next style film, next kind of genre that you'd want that you're thinking about tackling? What would you want to do if you could make? Just pick the next one you want to do. Well, the, the, next, the next project I, I wanna I wanna shoot is the remake of The House at the End of Time. I, I feel this story is very powerful, very moving. It, it has an amazing twist. When I did it, uh, it was my first feature film. I did it with a very low budget, like $300,000. And I, I want to I make a, an American remake. I was working on, on that with New Line Cinema, who received the, like an option to, to, to remake the movie. But the deal expired and the, and the remake rights are back to me. So I'm developing the project again by myself. I, I already finished a script and I feel... It's like the, the most beautiful work I ever made, I, I have ever made. And I want to tell this story because I, I feel it deserves to, to get a, 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 an audience glo uh, globally, worldwide. 
And also I am attached uh, in one project called God Pool, that is an American film that will take place in a, in a beautiful, amazing, out of this world place in, in Ecuador called Tayos Caves. And at the same time, I am developing other projects. And of course, I, I want to jump out of the genre soon, maybe to explore stories from uh, on the fantasy arena or maybe sci-fi or drama. I, I, I wouldn't see myself never making maybe a comedy or, or a, a, a romantic movie. See, and I, but I like that because, you know, you're very much, you're very much a director who clearly has that plan laid out, which a yeah. lot of times, especially because like a lot of people might not, might not even know this, but yeah, like you said, you have a lot more projects either in, uh, in the can or that you've got coming out of, of, of course we had the uh, remake of house of the end of the time to house of the disappeared as well yeah yeah, yeah. the korean one yeah and i actually thought that was really interesting because when i was doing research for the interview and i popped and that popped up i'm like okay that's kind of cool that's not something i expected to see but um it's interesting seeing how very how much of a very direct plan you have for the way that you want your career to go and the path you want it to go in because not every director has that yeah yeah no, I, I thank you for your words. And yeah, I feel like I, I have a purpose and, and, and so many people ask me why you want to tell this story again. And, and I feel the, 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 the storytelling in, in this film is so powerful that I wanted to make it with a bigger production value. This film, when, when I released this film in Venezuela, it became the highest grossing horror film ever. We were in the movie theaters for nine months because people never stopped attending the screenings. Then internationally, it was amazing. We got several awards, but I have the feeling like uh, this, this is a story that can become, that could become like a classic for, for the genre, you know, like something, I don't know, like The Sixth Sense or, or The Others or, or Pan's Labyrinth. I feel it's a horror movie full of heart and, and, and that's why I want to make it. And that's my, my vision as a filmmaker. I want to tell the stories that can blow your mind and with an amazing cinematic experience, but also to, to talk about human, human things. So the last thing I want, so the last one I wanted to mention before you kind of wrap things up um, is the, the what you're, what you've been mentioning a constant theme throughout this interview is that love of Gothic horror, which is something that we don't see as much anymore. Like there was an era for it. Like we had movies like the others and like those, but, it seems like the gothic horror genre kind of subsided a little bit, but I love that you're bringing that back. Yeah, I mean, I, I love these kind of, of movies. You know, I, I find them very classic. I, if I'm honest, I, I connect more with the with the classic horror than maybe the, the contemporary. But also, I, I want to add like maybe a new vision from from that, and maybe you can keep the the classic elements by doing amazing and new stories with their revolutionary twist. I, I feel that will make me feel happy and proud because that is the way I want to connect with, with the audience. So with that, um, where can people find your work? Where can people find this movie? And when is it, when is it coming out? Let's hear it. Give yeah. us the big push. Yeah. Well, the, the Exorcism of God will hit uh, select movie theaters around the U United States, and also uh, it will be available in all video-on-demand platforms on March 11th. So I want to invite all the American audiences and all the horror fans 
to don't miss this story. I feel it's a film full of great emotional impacts, full of horror. You will feel the tension, but also you will find an amazing story, an amazing storytelling full of conflicts that will make you reflect and, and maybe debate, you know? So I, I feel that is the power of, of art. And that was my, my vision and, and, my, and my fighting while developing and, and making this movie. And where can people find you on social media if they, if they want to seek you out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I am on Instagram as Ale Hidalgo Films. And The Exorcism of God is The Exorcism of God, as just the name of the movie. We are always sharing some steals, the trailer, and maybe behind the scenes very soon, and dates. And yeah, basically sharing with all the fans the excitement about the movie. And of course, with Circuit 42, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and of course, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And with yeah. that, as we come to the end of the newest episode of Circuit 42, I want to say thank you again to my guest, Alejandro Hidalgo. And thank, um, thank you for everyone for listening. Have a great yeah. night, everyone.